The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Hi, this is Ann Beal. Welcome to our show today. This is our fitness episode, and we have Kyle Brown. Kyle Brown is an ESPN radio personality. He is a celebrity trainer to the stars, and he's a motivational speaker. Hi, Kyle. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Wow, Kyle. Okay, you have a very uh, multiple uh, talents in your background. You do radio, and you do motivational speaking, and you train celebrities. I keep pretty busy. It's like a fitness entrepreneur, I would say. So how do those all go together? Well, I just uh, try to focus on bringing a whole wide variety of fitness aspects uh, to the game, and I have a lot of passions related to health and fitness, so I just started to see where people had problems and tried to come up with some good solutions. So where are you located? I'm based out of San Diego. You are best based out of San Diego, and I am based out of Dallas-Fort Worth. So we're about, what, 1,400 miles apart? About 1,400 miles, but we'll be probably just a couple hundred miles uh, when I'm out there next week for the Paleo FX conference out in uh, Austin. That's right. That's right. Well, Kyle, I want to let our listeners know about you and all about how you started and how you got to where you are. And um, I think it's a really exciting, empowering life story. Do you mind if uh, we just start letting them know where you're from? I love it. Great. So, So where were you born? So my background, I was born uh, in a really small town of about 18,000 people called Woodstock, Illinois, and it's where they filmed the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, so okay, uh, so it's not where Woodstock, the, uh, you know. No, not Woodstock, New York, where the big party happened. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, Woodstock, Illinois, is where, uh, where they filmed Groundhog Day. It's like all, at the time, oh. it was a, you know, one stoplight kind of town, no, no streets with two lanes going the same way. It was such a sweet town in the movie. It's uh, that really is the town. Everybody knows everybody, uh, which has its pros and its cons. Wow, that's incredible! That is really amazing that you got from there to where you are now. So, how did that happen? Uh, pretty amazing, uh, I would say, life transformation. Well, I know everybody sees it and says, "Well, what a sweet movie in a sweet town." But if you remember, uh, Bill Murray throughout that movie until he came to a state of acceptance was. Uh, was begging, you know, pleading, trying to find a way to get out. And that's kind of how the way I looked at things. I, I was very into uh, fitness and natural health and a lot of things that weren't uh, the norm around there. And I never really felt like, uh, you know, I kind of felt like a uh, brown egg in a white carton. It just didn't really fit. So I just needed to uh, find myself a way out. And I spent the summers out here in Southern California and was really 
opened up to uh, all the variety of people and opportunities and how fitness and the natural health world have always been embraced out here. So I just knew I needed to find a way out. So when I finally got out here after college, I just packed up everything I could into a two-door Honda Civic and headed out west uh, without much of a game plan ahead of me. That's funny. Now, the two-door Honda Civic then was very small. That was a teeny little car. So you didn't have a lot. (laughs) I called uh, my family members and said, I'm going to drop off everything over at the my parents' basement and said, you guys want anything, take it. I'm uh, done. But I knew I had a leg up because I wasn't the typical person moving out here trying to be an actor. <laughs> you know, right. I wasn't one of the 75% of uh, the population trying to be an actor. I knew I wanted to get into health and fitness, but there really wasn't much of a career in this industry at the time. It was much more of a transient job. Well, so this was after high school or after college? This was after, after college. college. So what did you major in in college? So college, I went to Indiana and I majored in journalism. Uh, thought I was going to do advertising career-wise, wow. but uh, I would say I utilize the journalism now with uh, the radio show and also with uh, writing. I write quite a bit. Yeah, actually, and your websites are really cool. And do you do a blog? Yeah, you do a blog as well. So you know quite a bit, really, about from your background, probably about marketing your business. I've got a pretty good hang on it. I would say the greatest teacher is always experience. Right. So most of most of my experience is learn everything you can do wrong and say, oop, I'm not going to do that one again. And then you try something else and you say, oop, I'm not going to do that one again. And you just uh, slowly start moving from there. But I would say the biggest lesson I've learned with all that stuff is uh, don't focus as much on the sale as I try to focus on uh, just the customer service and the basis of the golden rule, I think. That's a true lost uh, art, you know, the whole do unto others as you want done unto yourself. And it's, it's the way I handle customer service with the Fit365 Shakes. It's the way I handle trying to run every aspect of my business is to put myself in the shoes of the customer and try to give people what they say they really want and what they need and try to meet them where they are. And that is really the true a success story for how you build a business is customer service if because then it's word of mouth and everyone really does the work for you if you do really well at your business that way the golden rule well you know what most people tend to do is do unto others as they do unto them and exactly uh, and i have to remind myself quite often that um if i'm frustrated about something and i'm getting mad about some the way somebody's you know not returning to me what i did for them I have to remind myself about that. Do unto them as you would have them do unto you, you know. Um, So that's really a very good uh, training statement for people who are starting a business to know how to really grow their business. So for you now, living in San Diego, which is just beautiful. It is so beautiful there. Do you? Yeah, um, the one way to get out here. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm not surprised that when you were in college and going there in the summers that it made you really want to move there compared to where you lived. Oh, just, uh, you know, I'm five minutes to the beach, and my kids had the benefit of growing up seeing things and experiencing things I never was able to. Um, you know, we, we do all these family hikes over at Torrey Pines, and I'm like, to go for a hike and be able to see the ocean is just a game changer. And you know, for me, where I grew up, the tallest natural thing was corn. So it's, uh, it puts things in perspective really quick. 
Wow. So when did you get married? Uh, we got married a little, I'm coming up on five years now. So I've got a three and a half year old daughter and I have a nine month old son. Wow. That's just wonderful. Congratulations on that. It's one of the best things in the world. Thank you. They are my uh, fitness teachers. Well, you know, that's really cool that you're their dad. So you get to, they kind of get their own personal trainer, nutritionist built into being, your, you know, for their dad. What a great blessing is that? Well, I would say they do. And I also get the same where I start setting my goals around using, you know, my, my fitness goal personally is to be a kindergartner. I like to take naps. I think those are fantastic. I'm starting to add those into my day. Yeah. Um, I, I try to not take life too seriously. I'm learning from them to laugh a lot. And I see their approach to fitness, which is play. So my goal is to actually be more like them versus vice versa. Be more like them. That's true. Because they have this wonderfulness about them that a lot of people lose as they grow older. And so I think the play, you know, kindergarten and the play, that at least kindergarten the way it used to be, there's a lot of things about playtime and relax, being able to relax at times, being able to just let loose and have fun and really, you know, if you're just, you know, I don't know if you remember jumping in the leaves or anything like that, but definitely you could do this in San Diego. There's a lot of, with the weather being beautiful most of the time. And Yeah, uh, so, I don't think half the people here actually work. <laughs> I've wondered about that. Right. And it's so hard. for it's you, hard. having your business there for nutrition and uh, training and so actually working out. It's one of the best places probably to do that. You know, it would be a lot harder out in Dallas to try to tell people to monitor their portions, especially when it comes to barbecue. <laughs> there are, you know, and Dallas is different than Fort Worth, right? In that Dallas, they're much more um, health-minded in Dallas. They're much more into the vegan and the natural foods and things like that. When you get out to the Fort Worth area, I would say them definitely. They love barbecue. I love it. There's so many things that they eat that aren't real healthy. But definitely in Dallas, they are getting more, more healthy, much more. You know, I think they try to mimic L.A. in some ways. <laughs> and so Excellent. That's, well, I think, that, I think that that's a good thing as long as they keep the whole, uh, what I like to call, Midwestern uh, authenticity and uh, work ethic and manners, then, uh, then it's all good. Well, how did you go from journalism and advertising? Did you know when you went to San Diego what you were going to be doing? I had an idea. Um, okay. So I've been into health and fitness uh, since 1984 when I was six years old. My before picture is a picture of me flexing next to my dad. Um, I was already into the whole fitness world. We had a basement gym. I'd been lifting sand weights back when they used to have that in the basement gyms. We had a punching bag. And I really kind of grew up with that culture, fortunately, within my own household. My dad was uh, an eye doctor, but was very into health and fitness. And for me, I just it was always part of who I was. And what kind of really pushed me career-wise into it is I was actually sitting in an interview uh, over at a big financial firm looking to go that route, uh, thinking that that was the right move due to it being, you know, very financially rewarding. And so I was in like my 15th interview of the day. They're bringing you back and forth and back and forth. I was looking to move from sales into financial sales. And I was sitting there and I 
spent all this time practicing and I was regurgitating the answers that they wanted to hear. Um, at least I thought that they wanted to hear, but my passion was like a two out of 10. And all of a sudden this woman who was interviewing me, uh, goes, Hey, you know, uh, your brother who my brother works there, um, says that you're a competitive bodybuilder and you're really into health and fitness. And I'm having this problem where I can't figure out how to take my dog for a walk and get fit and active and make everything work with this really busy corporate lifestyle. And so I kind of lit up like a spark plug and I started designing her game plan and her program and how to make it work being a busy corporate executive. And she cuts me off in the middle of it and says, this is what you should be doing for a living. And it was kind of a setup. So at the time it sort of upset me thinking that I'd been duped, yeah, but it was probably the that. best blessing I could have gotten because she really woke me up to the idea of you really do need to follow your passions and make a career of it. But the only thing that was different, you know, back then in 2001 and 2015 is that in 2015, fitness has actually now become a career. And in 2001, there really wasn't one. It was those guys, uh, you know, at the gym with the fanny packs, uh, that carry their, you know, their phones. And it's just, it's just been a completely different transition. And it was a, a time for money kind of business back then. And now it's truly an industry. Do you think that the lady that you um, were interviewing with when you started talking about body, bodybuilding, do you think that she saw the passion light up in you as you were talking? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was very bright. And she totally caught on to it within a, within a heartbeat. She, she she could read me really easily, and she could tell that I you know I'd spent I'd done my homework. I'd studied really hard to be able to get the answers to tell her what she wanted here. And having a brother who worked at you know that financial institu- uh, institution for a long time, that investment banking company, she could tell that I knew those answers. But she could also tell where my passion was, and I knew it at the time. I knew that I had zero interest in that. I just liked the idea of making a lot of money. But when but, she asked me those questions, everything about me changed. Isn't that interesting that that's what changed for you? That's what, well, probably it was such a clear trend, you know, um, difference between the way you felt about what you were inter- being interviewed about versus how you felt about bodybuilding. And, uh, you know, it's really it, no different than school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That sounds wonderful. Because I, I think that's good for people to know, though, that the passion that you have about something that really drives you and um, makes you just desire to really work hard at it. Because bodybuilding, there are people that go to the gym and they, they like it okay. And there are people that love it and they, they do it a lot. And their whole makeup is about trying to get, you know, their less fat and their muscles bigger and, or they, you know, love working out. And so when you see that passion in somebody for something, that's really the route that they should go more towards something like that for their career. Don't you agree? Definitely. And when it comes to fitness, though, I'll say on the other side of it, when it comes to just being healthy and fit and active, you know, I train probably 70 to 80% females and it seems like the majority, when they walk in the door, the second I have them do anything that involves a push-up, they hate it. <laughs> and when I really get down into the why they hate it, it's because they're not good at it. And the whole reason they're not good at it is lack of practice. So usually within a few weeks of doing something that you think and you have these limiting self-beliefs that you can't do something or you're not good at it, you don't invest any time, energy, and effort into it because you don't have any passion behind it. Once you've made that investment, and in this case, it's 
it's almost like uh, giving them their medicine sort of investment, like, hey, we just need to get good at these, and I bet you all like them. Usually within a couple weeks, they end up just loving them, and they just feel so empowered and confident that they can do an actual, you know, poise push-up, if you will, like a full push-up without their knees within a matter of a couple of weeks or, in some cases, a matter of a couple of months, that it's, uh, it, again, it kind of reminds me of a lot of these things is just because you aren't good at it naturally doesn't mean it can't grow into your passion when you put time, energy, and effort into it. So 70 to 80% are females. That's amazing to me. I would have thought it would have been the other way around. No, I'm really much more of, uh, you know, my my target market's pretty unique. I've worked with about 40 to 50 celebrities. Um, I've worked with some pro athletes, Olympians, rock stars, rap stars, but I've worked a lot with the female market, a lot of uh, busy moms. And uh, my slogan for my training business has actually been making hot chicks hotter since 2001 just keeping uh-huh. it kind of light and cheeky. And I think it's because I do a lot more than just the fitness component. Um, I do the fitness, the nutrition, and also a lot of the mindset stuff and really working on overcoming those self-limiting beliefs. So it tends to attract more of a female uh, audience and then also led to uh, a lot of those referrals. Wow, that's great. <clears throat> well, okay, so... You had mentioned before we talked before we talked today that um, you really have a passion for ex- really explaining to people and making it clear what you mean about never give up. Is that right? Definitely. What is it about that that you want to share with people? Well, the way I like to say it is that never give up is a sentence that doesn't end in a period because that's giving up. And I think that most people, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. Um, I like to stay my whole life. I even made my own newspaper when I was six years old. I was going door to door selling them. I used to sell my artwork in my dad's optical store at like four, five, six. I guess I was a little bit confident back then with it. And uh, <laughs> for me, uh, we started our shake business at 365 back in 2003 and we spent about two years working on formulation about a year and a half nine different formulas until we got the taste right and i just had some incredibly lofty goals for what i wanted with that product um i wanted something that was healthy enough that you could feed a kid but tasted good enough that a kid would want it and so what we did is just really work and work and work and work and work to do whatever it takes to make it work and some people may say oh well that's a perfectionist mindset and you only get paid for done, and you need to get things out there. But for me, I just really, truly believe that you have to have this incredible passion behind anything you do, and you have to really give it your all so that it's something that you would use yourself, again, kind of back to that gold rule concept. So when we got the product out on the market, um, there's definitely been a lot of trials and tribulations trying to bring something to market that was so far ahead of its time. And I know with the natural health community, a lot of these things are becoming trendy now. But there are many times with that business, with other aspects of the fitness business, where I've been told, oh, you should quit this, you should give up. Uh, With my personal training business alone, uh, there was a time there where I was told, hey, why don't you just become a pharmaceutical sales rep? And mm. it's easy, and the industry's great, and the money's great, and you're struggling here with training, and you know, that was about 10 years ago. And I just knew that that was my passion, and I've had that road a thousand times, and I've helped a lot of entrepreneurs overcome that same kind of adversity of really understanding that you really never should give up, and that the opportunities uh, 
you know, the, the difference between the people who succeed and the people who fail are the people who stop. <laughs> it's really that simple. I do agree with that. Because I think that, you know, they say that about anyone that kind of gives up before they've reached their goal. They even talked about the gold miners back, you know, a long time ago that most of them stopped, what, five feet from where the gold was. They had so many stories like that when people were wow. mining for gold. It's just, yeah. And the people that usually found it are the ones that, you know, came along after that. And they just couldn't believe that that person was so close. And it's been all those years, and they were, like, right there. It was crazy. So I know you are the author of the book, How Much Does a Zebra Weigh? And um, I was curious about that. <laughs> How much does a zebra <laughs> weigh? <laughs> so what is that book about? Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, what I like to say, the book is, is based on, you know, the concept that self-confidence really comes from building a powerful mind inside of a you know, healthy, strong body. And with how much does a zebra weigh, I guess I'll give away the answer. Um, I'm actually speaking at the New York uh, State Fair Saturday about it, and I'll be speaking at Paleo FX about how much does a zebra weigh. But the whole concept about how much does a zebra weigh is the answer is who cares. <laughs> Scale weight is the most meaningless thing in the world, and Anybody who's coming to me for any goal, be it a fat loss client, be it a celebrity, be it a pro athlete, uh, you, you name it, anyone who's ever coming to me, if I really start breaking down what their goals are, it all kind of comes down to three things, which are they want to look better, they want to feel better, and they want to have more energy. And then if you dig a little bit deeper, it always comes down to the same concept of they just basically want to improve their quality of life. And what I contend is that... Improving quality of life is all, you know, things that are much more qualitative analysis than quantitative analysis, and that you want to focus on the quality of the food you're eating. You want to focus on the quality of the exercise you're doing. You want to focus on the quality of the thoughts you're having, and there's uh, no other animal in the animal kingdom uh, that is a head case like human beings. So I, I, talk, I talk a lot about when, you know, animals are in their natural state. Uh, they don't do any of the things that we do, yet they don't have any of the problems. There's no unintentionally uh, overweight, fat animal in the animal kingdom, except for the ones that we domesticate and the ones that are keeping extra fat to keep warm or because of food shortages like, uh, you know, like camel. But uh, the whole concept behind how much does a zebra weigh is basically that um, our biggest benefit and our biggest detriment is just brain that we have and really learning how to uh, start seeing things from a bird's eye view and a bigger picture of things and focus on the quality. You know, what's so interesting about that is that um, my husband, one of his friends wrote a book on stress called Zebras Never Get Ulcers. And uh, why do zebras never get ulcers? Basically is the name of the book. And, and the whole basis of the book is the reason is because they run when they want to run, they run when they, when they're, you know, so they don't let it build up and get stressed. And, um, they, they just do naturally what comes to them. If they want to bite, they bite, they want to kick, they kick. Um, basically it's funny because people will talk about that, uh, anxiety comes from, you know, that our body is responding like there's a bear or there's a tiger or something like that. And I've always thought that's an interesting statement when people say that because animals do have those dangers all the time and yet they don't get ulcers. 
But it is the mind, really, in a lot of ways, that gets in our way and uh, really messes us up a lot when it comes to health and fitness. And so what I'd like to talk about specifically when we come back from break is you said that women come in, 70 to 80% of these females come in wanting to work with you. And yet I know you see a lot of celebrities. So I'm just like, I want to talk about that after the break say to find out, you know, some of the celebrities you've worked with and what is it that they usually come in for? Because I think most people, when they think of celebrities, they think of trim and slim, right? Exactly. That's, that's part of it. And they're not really all slim and trim. No, definitely not. <laughs> and then there's there's a lot uh, a lot of digging uh, that's so far beyond slim and trim. Well, uh, yeah, and I know that the one like a lot of like I know they had a um, a couple models on Dancing with the Stars, and both of them were so, even though they looked great, they had they didn't have a lot of energy and they didn't have a lot of muscle, so they didn't last very long. And so um, I know you run into that as well. Probably. Definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, for me, it's, it's all about the foundation. And again, starting with, with the head, uh, a lot of them have not been educated properly. And, and many of them, when I first start working with them, uh, they think caloric deprivation is going to get them the look that they want, that they need to starve themselves uh, to skinny. And really, for me, fortunately, the mainstream is really understanding that skinny should not be the look. It's not becoming fashionable anymore. Uh, the men don't find it as attractive as uh, as they used to. And then the mainstream is now starting to really push concepts like strong is the new skinny and fit is the new skinny. And uh, it's really changing for the better. Well, that's a good place for us to take a break. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you back after the break, and um, we'll talk to Kyle about some of the celebrities he's seen and what he does to really help people truly get in shape and strong. Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying, and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be. Domestic violence and abuse are experienced by both men and women in everyday life. If you have experienced abuse, know that you're not alone on your journey. Listen for Abuse Survival Stories presents I Reclaim My Voice with co-hosts Reese Zigazaga and Denise Watkiss. We'll speak with survivors who have emerged safe and victorious and who are passionate about helping others reclaim their voices. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The Dr. Divas Show is on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time for a compelling discussion about the issues that matter most to women and an inside scoop for the men who love them. Topics include entrepreneurship, relationships, work, and home life. Join Dr. Sony, Dr. Rhonda, and Dr. Pamela every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Dr. Divas Show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your relationships, your career, your peace of mind. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Living Well. This is Ann Beal, and I have Kyle Brown here today with me. This is um, his first interview with me, and we are talking to him. He's a celebrity fitness and nutrition expert. He does have a radio show as well on ESPN, and he's an author and a speaker, and he is the creator of Fit365 Shakes. Welcome back, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Well, I would love to tell people what it is. Not only you can throw out some of the people that you've seen so they, that you've worked with, um, but I'd also really love for you to tell them how you get them fit. I think that would be the most helpful for them. 
Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, I've worked with about 50 different sleds. We've got a lot up uh, on our website that you can check out at FIT365.com. But I've also signed a lot of non-disclosures of people that I'm not really able to talk about. Um, you know, probably some of my most enjoyable, uh, even just locally or in San Diego, celebrity experiences that I've trained. Um, Debbie Dunning, I've trained for years and years. She's uh, from TV show Home Improvement. She was a two-time girl and just incredible to see how she uh, was able to take care of herself for so many years, almost like she's been drinking from the fountain of youth. Uh, just incredible. Um, on the athlete side, uh, same thing with uh, Jeff Garcia, who's NFL quarterback for uh, 49ers, the Eagles. We trained him all the way till uh, he was uh, called up by Houston as you know one of the uh, oldest quarterbacks to be coming back into the league. It was pretty pretty remarkable to see his just attitude and fitness and just uh, outlook on life. And I've been very fortunate from everybody I've worked with, uh, the type that I have attracted have all been very um, awesome, positive people who really are what I would consider to be celebrities and champions in all aspects of their lives. Well, that really helps to for them to be successful, don't you think? You know, definitely. And uh, it's really interesting when you talk about the success side. Uh, one of the things, uh, kind of a quick story that I thought was pretty fascinating, is um, there was a pretty big rap star. Uh, who can't really, unfortunately, name at this point, but the story is the, probably the best part. Uh, he had had a con- uh, concert going on here in San Diego at the Hard Rock, had me come down, had me come over and sit down with him, and he was like, you know, uh, tell me really what you do. And I sat down, and I looked over, and I said, that guy over there is your brother. You brought him out of a bad environment. You gave him this incredible life to try to, you know, give him a better life than he had growing up. Uh you had this incredible goal and vision of being able to create your own dance that everybody would know, and you did it. At 25 years old, you'd earned $40 million, which was this incredible goal you had set for yourself. But the biggest problem is you stopped setting goals. And so now you sit here in this uh, situation of, of being totally stuck. Um, and in most cases, a lot of these guys they end up that I deal with, they end up self-medicating and, and, you know, just not really feeling like they have their purpose and they're really stuck in that kind of a situation and they don't have the guidance and the people around them to really drive them to want to continue to achieve what they've achieved those things. So I really told them, Hey, that's what I do. And <laughs> it's how do I give people new purpose, new goals and ambitions where they can really thrive and strive to achieve things that are unlike others have ever achieved before and continue to do that because some of these people burn out at such a young age um, or burn out after just a couple of years of fame because they don't have the right people around them and they don't have these incredible uh, goals anymore. Once they start achieving things, it's like, now what? So, so much of that mindset stuff then fits into getting their body to a position where they're fit and they're confident and they're fueling themselves, getting rid of all the toxins that they've been putting in their body and really fueling themselves with good natural health uh, options and really just building up their self-confidence at the same time. It's just a holistic approach works incredibly well for celebrities like it does for anybody else. A lot of people think, well, celebrities have everything at their fingertips. Um, but I'll tell you that that is a double-edged sword and everyone tries to say, oh, well, if I had everything at my fingertips like a celebrity did, I'd be in incredible shape. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you had every bad option at your fingertips too, you wouldn't be in incredible shape. 
If you had fast food where you could snap your fingers and it was handed over to you, if you had garbage food and dessert, snap your fingers, it's handed to you. If you had temptation and alcohol, snap your fingers, it's handed to you. It would be a lot harder than your current situation. So, which really- I think that I think that Oprah has talked about that. That instead of having her chef, like if she wanted a late light, late night stack, or she got up in the middle of the night, instead of having something or saying, "Hey, can you bring me something healthy?" She would said, "Hey, can I have a sweet potato pie?" You know, and they would do that for her. And um, who would say no to Oprah? Do you want right. to lose your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's it's, it's incredible that it's not um, you can't these people are are again they are serving these individuals who are their bosses so that they can't they're they're not mothering them in a lot of cases they actually totally control their schedule when they're really young and not as powerful as Oprah so they feel like almost like overly mothered which is a lot of times why they rebel and go out and eat garbage food and do different things because they just want to be feeling like they're normal, not that somebody else controls your schedule in their life. Wow. I could see that. So you actually help them when they hire you to, because I would think if I think of, you know, the fact that when you think about that, especially if it's like a a singer like Kelly Clarkson, when she went on a tour, she really got worn out in the beginning. It was a very demanding, you know, and um, nonstop demands as far as concert after concert after concert and recording and recording, I would think that they would just eat whatever they could get their hands on. So a lot of the musicians and rock stars, it's very funny. Um, their schedules are so different than when you design a nutrition or fitness program for uh, the, the average person. So for example, you know, when I'm designing and I'm laying out somebody's day, if they're not a celebrity, I'll be like, okay, we're going to get you waking up at 5 or 6 o'clock. You're going to do your morning workout. You're going to win your day, and then you're going to start your work here, and here's where we're going to fit your your food and your you know your water. And we kind of design their day that way. But some uh, celebrities, and especially musicians, you flip the schedule. And I have musicians that go to bed at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning because their most creative uh, moments are in the middle of the night, in the wee hours. So you're sitting here saying, okay, I want you to have breakfast at 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just totally flipped on their on their schedule. And just like you said, the stress and the pressure and everything of being hyper-focused to go tour and record, it's really identical in my mind. You know, I've trained a lot of executives uh, to a traveling businessman. Being wow, a traveling yeah. businessman is incredibly difficult to eat healthy, to work out, to take care of yourself. But it's truly about planning ahead and prioritization. Well, so if you were going to, just for the average person, not someone who's traveling and, and not for a celebrity who's, who can get whatever they want when they want, if an average person who's listening to you today is wanting to know, how do I start a really good fitness program to get in shape? And they're asking you that question. Would you have them wake up at five or six? Great question. You know, I don't just uh, work with celebrities. I really do work with a lot of uh, busy moms. I work with a lot of people, and I don't just work in person with people. I have a lot of distance clients that I work with um, in group settings, in one-on-one settings, where it really, to to bigger answer your question, so much of it is about owning your schedule and discipline, and discipline is a really bad word. It's not an exciting word because they think it's like a lack of freedom, but it actually creates so much more freedom. I really think 
personally, in almost every situation in life, the people who are the early to rise, the people who just get their workout done with, it's like they've won their day before most people have started their day. And those are by far the most successful people that uh, I see, the ones who can get up, get their workout done before their kids are awake, before school starts for them, they got to go, before they have to run off to their job. Uh, the ones who end up going, okay, well, I'm going to work out after work on this new plan. And they wake up, and let's say they wake up at 8, they go work at 9 to 5 and 9 to 6, and they got to drive. Now they're exhausted and they're hungry, and they got to force themselves to go to the gym. They struggle a lot more. They miss more workouts. If you really win your day before it's even started, you're like, okay, no matter what happens today, I'm proud of myself. I've worked out. I've taken care of myself. I've hydrated myself. I feel really good. I got those endorphins going. They're going to be so much better with their work day, with whatever they're doing during their day, than the ones who try to do stuff at the end of the night. Well, that is really good because I do know that when I was working out every morning, if you do, if something gets in the way and you still have the whole day, you know, like it, but if you're always coming home from work or on the way home from work, stopping at the gym, if there's some kind of emergency or something gets in the way that the day's kind of done. And so uh, morning would always be better. How much time would you say people should work out and when they work out? Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to start first by saying something that's probably not very popular. <laughs> but that's only okay. because I just really like to speak truth and fact. And most importantly, I like just people to think in real common sense terms, not in marketing terms. Um, back into the golden rule. I'm not going to tell somebody something just to sell them. I'm going to tell them something to try to help them because I'm okay. talking like I'm talking to myself. Okay. That's the way I try to approach everything. So the real popular marketing trendy thing right now is we're saying somebody has a problem. I'm going to solve that problem. So the problem is I don't have any time, right? That's the main problem in 2015 when it comes to fitness. I just don't have time to work out. So the new trend that is all over the Internet, especially Facebook, is five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes for a workout. And I kind of look at that and I cringe having a strong exercise science background. I've studied about everything you can with fitness, about everything you can in nutrition. And I say, well, it may wind you. That just means you're insanely out of shape. And you shouldn't spend more time putting on your workout clothes or going to the bathroom than you should work it out. So my answer to that from a how much does a zebra weigh perspective is you shouldn't work out at all if it's that miserable. You should find something that you love, that you're passionate about, go play it. Be it a sport, be it dancing, be it a class, be it lifting weights, be it uh, hiking. Go find something that you're passionate about. Discover a new passion so that you aren't even looking at a clock. Because, again, we're the only animal in the animal kingdom that has any idea what a clock is. But to give you a more quantitative answer to that, if you dedicate one hour of every day to yourself, every day that ends in a D-A-Y, to yourself, to gratitude, to fitness, to, to getting your head on right, to moving around, to stretching, you dedicate that, that's a whopping 4% of your day. And if you aren't worth 4% of your day, then what's the point in even living in my mind? I think that finding 4% of your day that you can dedicate to yourself, and everybody to me always likes to say, well, I'm so busy. And I say, well, that's great. You know, I personally am up and my workout's done before my 5 a.m. client shows up at my house, which means I've already given myself the hour of the day, which means I'm up around 3.30. And then they say, well, I have kids. And I say, well, so do I. You know, I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old and I have a nine-month-old son. 
And then they say, well, I have to work more than 40-hour work week like you. And I say, oh, that's fantastic. I work a 90 to 100-hour work week. And it's not to say it from a bragging standpoint. It's much more to saying it from a prioritization standpoint. It if is prioritizing, looking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if everyone's looking for an excuse, they'll find their excuse. Excuses are the easiest thing in the world to find. But if you focus on the benefits and why you're going to do it, it's just a no-brainer. Wow. You know, that's why I asked that question. I knew it was kind of a trick question. <laughs> yeah, that, tr- that question fires <laughs> me up. I've, I've, I've upset a lot of people <laughs> in this industry in the last little bit who are pushing these five-minute workouts, and I kind of pull a shame on you on them. And I'm like, you guys either are more educated that you should not be giving that answer to people, or you're uneducated and shouldn't be giving answers at all. Just because you've got a good body, you don't work out for five minutes, you shouldn't be telling people that they should. Yes. Well, and I, it can take, you know, if you think about it, um, five minutes when normal, you know, when it used to be an an hour or 40 minutes, if you cut it down to five, when you think how long it would take you to add some time to that, to get where you, you really want to get to, because I assume most people, when they are thinking about exercising and working out, they're thinking about wanting their body to look better, to feel better. And so if they only do five to 10 minutes a day, that would take a really long time, don't you think? If I told somebody, if we took it out of the fitness and nutrition realm, which is the realm that we're advertised to all day long, um, we're advertised all day long by companies saying, don't work out at all, just pop this magic pill. If we took it into a business setting and we said, okay, um, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to work on it for five minutes a day. And I want you to invest, Mr. Venture Capitalist, I want you to invest $10 million in my new startup but I only have five minutes a day to commit to it. What would somebody say? They would laugh their heads <laughs> off and say, are you kidding me? Five I minutes think, on that startup? Yeah. I think you just let everyone, that was such a good picture you just painted for everyone. That was really good. Can, can I ask you also, now that we know about the exercise, um, as far as nutrition, you have your shakes. Um, and I know you were talking about wanting people, you gave them your website, for the 365 shakes, the FIT 365, right? Yeah, so it's FIT365, like take care of yourself year-round, FIT365.com. Now, what are those shakes? Because I know you're trying to have people um, have good nutrition while they're getting healthier and stronger. So what is it about those shakes that would help? So the reason we put it together is, uh, I would say, kind of two reasons. I think the whole purpose when it comes to fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle stuff, when you're digging onto everybody's why, it's to improve their quality of life. And if you're eating and drinking disgusting-tasting products just because they're healthy for you, to me, that does not improve your quality of life. That, that's miserable. Um, I, I'm all about making sure that you're living a healthy lifestyle and it's fun. So. I would rather have somebody work out for zero minutes than work out for five minutes doing something that they hate. And with the shake, it's the same thing. How do we deal with a combination of understanding good, real, healthy, raw food nutrition? But how do you make it work for this fact that people are living a 21st century busy on the go lifestyle? So, for example, if you look at like how our ancestors did, if we want to get paleolithic, um, the last thing someone has time to do is go hunt down a buffalo at five in the morning before they go to work. So what is a solid breakfast option where they're going to get good quality protein, healthy fiber to keep them full, good healthy fats that will help them burn more fat and keep them satisfied? And for us with the shake, we've really taken care of that convenience factor 
And what we tried to do with Fit 365 is not only make it taste good, but we tried to make it where you're getting a lot of the best ingredients you can get at Whole Foods Market and kind of throw them all into one smoothie. I know that um, ESPN has talked about the shakes and muscle fitness and different TV stations. Um, when you recommend these shakes, how do you have people take them? If they do it three times a day or is it meal replacement? It's definitely more of like a meal uh, replacement or after exercise. Uh, we originally launched it. Um, kind of like a good option to help people who are on a good, happy, healthy, you know, fat loss plan. So as a breakfast, it's a great option. Whenever you can't get access to a good, healthy meal, it's a great option. Um, personally, what I do every morning is I'll take my blender. I use the Ninja blenders. I throw in some almond milk that's unsweetened or unflavored. I put in a little bit of the powder. If it's chocolate, I'll put maybe a little bit of almond butter, some nutso, or some peanut butter, and some banana. If it's a mm-hmm. vanilla, I'll throw some frozen berries in there, and I'll just blend up a smoothie. And the best part is, uh, for me, everything is about habits and rituals. So for me, my ritual is, while everybody is asleep in the house, while my wife makes the dinner uh, at home, it's kind of traditional in that sense, I make the breakfast. So I'll bring her her coffee, and I'll bring her and my three-and-a-half-year-old their shake. And that's how all of us start our day. And my daughter's three and a half, but she's been using the shakes since she was about nine months old. And it's uh, been really rewarding for me to know that I have literally created a product that I can feed my own kids. It's been, been pretty fun. And I know they're, they're all natural and they're organic as well. So it does sound like they're safe enough for little kids if you started your child that young on that. I put my own kid on it. So when I see a lot of the products out there right now getting busted for heavy metals and different things like that, mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's just all about, in my personal opinion, integrity. And I, I I, made this as something that would be able to solve my own personal family problem uh, of quick, easy, healthy convenience. You know, I don't always have time to make a good omelet in the morning. And uh, for post-workout, I don't always have time to make something like that. It's, it's worked really well in that sense. And the cool thing about little kids is that they don't lie. Um, when it comes to taste. If a little kid doesn't like something, they're going to say, ooh, gross. That's true, they are. My daughter, you know, I'll know if something's right and I'll know if something's wrong when we're formulating based on her response. Now, people would love to know how to hear your show, um, the Empower Hour on ESPN. What time is it on and how would they hear it? Oh, thank you. So, um, the best way to hear it probably is at your own convenience. Go listen to the podcast version. So it airs Saturdays from 9 to 10 on ESPN Radio. Um, but the easiest way to listen is you can listen for free if you go to uh, my website, which is striveforfitness.com. So it's S-T-R-I-V-E, the number four, fitness.com. And then you do a backslash uh, or forward slash iTunes. So that will forward you over to the show. You can also just find and listen to any of the back episodes on KyleBrownESPN.com, too. That is wonderful, because I know people will want to do that. And um, they know most people know iTunes, and so that's one of the easiest, easiest ways to get to your show, I know. Um, so for you on that show, what actually do you try? Do you try to just motivate people, or do you try to educate, or do you do both? I keep things pretty... Um, versatile. The way I sort of looked at the format of the show when I put it together 
was I wanted to have consulting by all of these really cool, fascinating, interesting people, but I couldn't afford the consulting fees. So I figured if I had them come on as guests, I would get some really good insight and good information. And there's just a wide variety of things I'm either interested in or or that uh, I think really kind of fit the whole idea of empowerment. So each week what I'll do is uh, I'll bring on celebrities, pro athletes, rock stars, rap stars. Um, you know, this past week I brought on uh, Lady Gaga's best friend, who's a, her makeup artist and also grew up as a Scientologist and said, you know, I, I escaped that cult. And I thought she had probably the most fascinating transformation to go from, um, Scientology, which many may consider, you know, just on one extreme to Gaga on a completely different extreme. That to me was just incredibly fascinating. Oh, I would so, find that very fascinating. Oh, I was sat there with my, with my jaw down, but then I'll also bring on an expert and I'll, I'll get motivation on everything from fitness to business to anything empowerment related, uh, sort of back to back that way. That sounds wonderful. You know, it's similar to my show, and um, and so that's good to know. That is really cool. I thank you so much for coming on the show today and helping our listeners because you did kind of figure out what I was doing, getting the information for me and as well as the listeners on what we can do to get in better shape uh, and truly be healthy. And so, and to motivate us. I mean, you've already motivated me. I'm ready to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Well, I really think if everybody starts working from a collaborative mindset, you know, I don't have competition in anything I do. I just have people who are passionate about the same kind of things and people who are passionate about their own things. And if we just all kind of work together in a collaborative mindset and just try to focus on pushing positive uh, actions and creative thought, it's, it's amazing. It just creates such incredible opportunities. And, uh, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the show and, uh, you know, you're inspiring me, uh, equally just at the same time. So I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I thank you and, uh, I appreciate everyone listening. If you would like to be a part to partner with us to, um, sponsor this show, we do have some openings and we'd love for you to do that. You can reach me if you would like to chat with me, um, at ablivingwell at gmail.com. Um, how would they reach you, Kyle, if they needed to get to you? So the easiest way to uh, remember how to contact me, and I am very accessible. You won't be talking to my secretary. You will be getting in touch with me directly. Uh, go to kylebrownespn.com. So it's K-Y-L-E-B-R-O-W-N-E-S-P-N.com. It has all of my social media on there. Uh, or you can go to fit365.com, get everything with the shakes send anything through the contact us and it'll all come uh, back over my way as well awesome that is wonderful okay guys well thank you for listening to living well with ann beal and today with kyle brown take care and we'll see you back next week thank you again for joining us living well with ann beal airs live every wednesday morning at 7 a.m pacific time 10 a.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 